listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It's Anthony Lewis back with you one more time to cover the season slash probably series finale of She-Hulk Attorney at Law on Disney+, Plus, along with giving you my thoughts on the season overall and a little bit of a roadmap for what the MCU TV side is going to be looking like going forward into next year. So let's jump right on in to this, shall we? Episode nine, whose show is this? And we begin right away with whatever happened at the end of episode eight, where she's surrounded by uh, the DODC. She's immediately released from its custody at the beginning of this episode, but is forced to wear an inhibitor to prevent her from transforming into She-Hulk. And therefore, she loses her job at GLK and H. Nikki and Pug infiltrate an intelligentsia event where they learn that Todd Phelps had created the intelligentsia and reveals that he is of course Hulk King and Blonsky as the abomination is serving as a motivational speaker. I think unbeknownst to him though, that this is what this event's it, uh, that this is what this event is supposed to be. So he's, uh, just there. He's just a, a paid actor in this. Uh, Jennifer arrives at the event and confronts Phelps who injects himself with her blood and transforms into a Hulk after which Titania just magically appears and Bruce Banner unexpectedly appears in the ensuing fight. A confused Walters destroys her inhibitor and breaks the fourth wall to confront the show's writers in Marvel Studios Assembled. She meets with K-E-V-I-N, an artificial intelligence that is uh, taking the place of Kevin Feige. He claims to be in charge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's storyline decisions and persuades it to rewrite the finale to which it reluctantly uh, agrees. Returning to her show, she finds Phelps and Blonsky have been arrested. While celebrating with her family and Matt Murdock, Bruce Banner returns from Sakaar with his son Scar. After regaining her job and being cleared of all charges, Walters vows to continue her work as a lawyer and a superhero. And uh, in a mid credit scene, Wong breaks Emil Blonsky out of prison and takes him to Camartage. So... That's the finale of the show. There were some things in it that I liked. There were some bits that I thought were funny, even outside of the fact that it annoyed me to no end that the finale to this show, by and large, is not really a finale to the show. There was no finale to the show. Like, there was no actual ending to any of the stories. In fact, most of this felt like a jab 
are like they're making fun of themselves or whatever, which I suppose is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Like they can make the show that they want to make. But for me, for my tastes, this is just not what I want to see in the MC, like in a thing that's part of a continuum of storytelling. All of these things are connected together. Uh, there's some sort of tissue binding all of these things together. Um, they've sort of built it in like, you know, you, you do a movie like Avengers Endgame and they're making references and closing loopholes to tons of other movies that, I mean, if you didn't see them, that's fine, but you know, they're in there for the people who, who did see them. So like all of these things are sort of conditioned upon you. And I went into this show knowing, not knowing a ton about She-Hulk. Like I knew she broke the fourth wall, which is something I just, I don't, I mean, it's, it, I guess it can be fun for comics. Um, I don't like it in TV shows or, or movies. And maybe it's just because I'm not a comic book reader, so I'm fine with it being in comics. But if comics were my medium of choice, I probably wouldn't like it there either because I for me, I love the escapism of a show and I don't like being reminded that the thing I'm watching is fake. It's, it's tough enough for me to get through, uh, you know, a show or suspend disbelief or, um, not be reminded that the thing I'm watching is not real and having characters outright do it is, uh, not great. Like it can work in, in good effect. If the show is purely like a comedy, which this show has been in points, but in other points, not so much. And it's been difficult to sort of grasp uh, like a character like Daredevil who breaks the fourth wall all the time. They wrote in, at least in the movies, they wrote in and maybe it's also the case in the uh, maybe it's also a case in the films. Or in the comics, I mean. Maybe it's also the case in the comics as well. But in the films, they wrote themselves a clever out, which is that the other characters see Deadpool breaking the fourth wall, but they don't see what Deadpool sees. They think he's crazy. You know, they think he's talking to nobody. So in a way, you can kind of make it fit. You can kind of make the puzzle pieces fit. But Jennifer uh, Walters breaks the fourth wall like Zach Morris in Saved by the Bell where nobody is aware that she's breaking the fourth wall except for us, which is uh, uh, it just sometimes. And I'm not saying like the fourth wall breaks don't feature things that are funny. Like I've, I've laughed at them. They've been clever or cute sometimes, but they don't help make for a great episode. They, they feel like they often take away from it. And this was akin to like that very famous Bugs Bunny uh, cartoon I believe it's Bugs Bunny where he like breaks out of his own cartoon and goes after the, the writers and things like that. Um, it's very reminiscent of that. And I mean, I get the homage. Some of the jokes in it were, were funny. Um, it laughed at itself a lot and granted the ending they were setting up was pretty dumb. It wouldn't have been a great ending if, uh, you know, Hulk King was Todd Phelps and he just injected himself with Hulk blood and became Hulkish, like, 
you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't have been good. They were right. But part of me thinks that this episode was written because they didn't know how to end the show. It just didn't feel like an ending in any way. And they cut, they're like, let's rewrite the show. They cut back in, but the show's already over anyway. And it's like, okay, well, we'll just have Matt Murdock there, which by the way, again, uh, he was delightful. He was great uh, in the few moments of screen time that he got. And then Bruce Banner shows up at the end. He's like, I have a son, which, you know, uh, I hope his son doesn't end up becoming a big part in the MCU going forward. Because otherwise, you know, what a what a debut as a footnote in a footnote episode. (laughs) At the end of a series of She-Hulk. Uh, not the coolest debut one could uh, imagine. And yeah, there were so there were elements of it I liked, but a lot of elements that I didn't. I ended up giving it two and three quarters. I'm giving it credit because some of the jokes in the fourth wall breaking stuff was funny. Like I did laugh at it, but at the end of the day, I was left wanting for like an actual end to the show and to think like, what was the arc of this show? What was the point of this show? And, uh, you know, with a show like Seinfeld, who made it obvious that it was a show about nothing and very much so for like many years, like you accept it. Okay. This is a show about nothing, essentially. Just ridiculous characters getting into ridiculous situations, and you either find it funny or you don't. Uh, but this felt like a nine episodes of random Seinfeld, where this is probably all you're going to get of it, and it introduced a character, and then nothing really happened with that character, and then the show was over. And I really struggled with this one at the end of the day. Uh, I thought it started really strong. I really liked the first couple of episodes. Uh, in fact, I think the first three or four episodes I really enjoyed. And then it sort of just dropped off in the middle. Uh, the daredevil stuff really saved it for me. And I felt like pretty, excited going into the final episode that we were going to get something really great. And we didn't. Instead, we got some stuff that was funny, but it felt like they didn't really have an ending for the show, which is, it bothers me. Like I hate not having that closure at the end. It didn't really feel like there was much of any closure. And even when making fun of the MCU and making fun of themselves, they went out of their way to make the joke that eh, we're probably not going to see She-Hulk in any movies or anything like that. So, uh, I don't know. It's a weird self-deprecation and I feel like there's a much better show with this character somewhere, uh, in all of this. And it just didn't get put on screen. Um, so at the end of the day, I think overall I gave She-Hulk Attorney at Law as a series, like a two and a half, which uh, on my list of Marvel properties, which I'm now including the uh, the uh, the phase four TV shows into, it's at the bottom. It's below like Iron Man 2 and the first Hulk movie and uh, 
like Thor, the dark world and things like that. Uh, those movies like at least hit like threes for me. And this show just, I, I mean, I liked her. I thought Tatiana Maslany was very talented. I think she was really funny in this. And I feel like there's a better she, I don't know. I just feel like there's a better she Hulk show than the one uh, we got. I thought she was great. And there were some great moments in the show, just not enough to be a cohesively really good show. Uh, So that is it for the calendar year 2022. But there are several shows slated to be part of Marvel's phase five Uh, going forward. There are seven shows slated to be part of phase five, six of them are slated for 2023. So there's season two of What If, then there is season one of Secret Invasion. Both of those are slated for early 2023. Then Echo season one and season two of Loki are slated for mid-2023. Then season one of Ironheart and season one of Agatha Coven of Chaos are slated for late 2023 and then daredevil born again slated for early 2024 Uh, then there are several shows going forward in the future which have been announced but uh don't have any release dates slated uh there's an untitled wakanda series there's a couple of spider-man animated shows freshman year and sophomore year there's a uh, Marvel Zombies, which is still on the calendar. There's uh, the Wonder Man show, an untitled Nova series, another season of What If, and the recently announced Vision Quest show. So yeah, uh, I'm going to do my best to try to get Aurora back on board for 2023. But in the meantime, everybody, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of ways you can help out there if you so choose. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. Links for both are in the show notes for this episode. And of course, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hit subscribe, and that way... You can join, hopefully, me and Aurora in early 2023 to talk about Season 2 of What If on Disney+. Plus.